if we're going to talk about animal penises, we should be recording. Yeah, we might as well do a cold open this this week. Yeah, um, but this is something. Throw I the heard... throw the theme song in there really quick. That's just not to how get a it. cold open works, you fucking asshole. Okay, we're going to talk about animal <laughs> penises and then we'll do the. It's That's a... also not how a cold open works. <laughs> it just opens on us talking. Oh, god damn it! You suck. Did I? Is it? Oh, fuck! I ruined Christmas, didn't I? Um. Oh, this is the whole one. This is the long version of the. Okay, we're gonna. We got the whole long version of the theme song. Anyway, so the what's? I mean, I think if you're gonna, if you, if you're gonna have firm opinions about any particular animal penis, the duck penis really. Yeah, at least it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think the pig penis works like that too. Like it looks like their tail. That's that's true, but it doesn't fall off every year. Yeah. Yeah, they got that going against them. Yeah. Um, oh, that was okay. This is Star Trek sucks. Bonus content. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. So unlike a lot of podcasts where they record a Christmas episode to be released on Christmas, we are recording one on Christmas to be released on New Year's Day. No, I was gonna just put this out today. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Well. <laughs> Be about I thought it. I'd come in here and make you look like an asshole, but instead... <laughs> Punto Reverso! <laughs> Pendejo Reverso. Uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, it's, a, it's a holiday about community and wealth redistribution. And uh, and what better community to talk about? Having fun with your friends. <laughs> what better community to talk about on uh, the day of uh, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May he rest in peace. Um, <laughs> what a weird dick! First of all, he ascended to heaven, so he's not dead. He, I mean, he's still dead. I guess that's what happens to dead people. Yeah, too. you have to be dead to get into heaven, unless you're Bill and Ted. Listeners, if you were, a or wait, Christian, no, even Bill and Ted, they were dead when they went to heaven. Listeners, if you were a Christian theologian, please get at us and tell us how mad we've just made you. Um, if if you're, you know what, listeners, if you're mad at us. Let us know. Yes, actually, yeah. Um, I want to give a welcome. We're completely out of order here. We should probably do what's good. Let's do what's good. No, I have a lot for what's good, so do, okay. do a welcome. I, I'd like to welcome a new listener, uh, brother of the show, my brother, who listened to oh, the podcast for the, <laughs> for the first time this week uh, and was very confused. <laughs> I would also like to give a welcome um, to Riley of the show, Riley McCoy, who I think started listening to it. It's hard to tell with him. He, <laughs> he he's not always all there, okay, because um, of substances. But if you are listening, Riley, thank you for listening. What's up, Riley? And what's up, my brother? Yep. Yeah, he listened. My brother listened to the Q episode with not only no foundation of the uh, what is now a fairly substantial amount of lore that we've built around <laughs> this show, <Yeah>. but also. <laughs> <laughs> also no he's never watched like he's he's never really been into star trek so he's like i don't know what a q is i don't know what an epstein tube is i don't, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about but it yeah, seems he... like you're having fun <laughs> well that's that's correct yeah yeah that's... we are we do have fun doing yeah, this show yeah, we have a good time <laughs> um, but he's he's also yeah i mean i don't i don't know if this is the right show if you don't know anything about Star Trek. I mean, jumping into jumping into where we are currently, you're definitely going to have a steep learning curve. But uh, but yeah, you know, if he's enjo- uh, hopefully he's enjoying it and continue list- continues listening because that made me happy. Yeah. Um, do you want to do your what's good first? Um, well, so I I wanted to because it is the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be the last one of the year, I think. Yeah. No, because I'm going to put this out today, so we still have the one that we already recorded oh. th- through the magic of audio that'll come out. This on will be the Monday. last one we record this, this year. This will be our last recording for the year. Well, no, we might record on Monday. Well, whatever. Anyway, this will be the last. This will great, great man, great good, stuff, man. Good content. Good, good job. Very professional. Um, I wish I could edit this. Yeah, if only. Um, but now, like uh, a lot of people are are talking about this year being terrible for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's for um, more than one reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do know why. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess I wanted to, uh, in the spirit of, mm, to, let me, let me walk that back, to quote uh, a 
man with a complicated history um, who nevertheless is one of my personal heroes, Vladimir Lenin. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. And I just wanted to get into like what, how has your life improved because of how fucking bad everything is? And also listeners, and this is the most I've ever implored listeners to engage. Please like dig into yourself and, and because there has to be something and let us know how has your life gotten better because of how bad everything is, even if it's something very minor and I can go first. If you, yeah, no, go ahead. I can, I've, I've definitely got a couple of things, but go ahead. So my first one, and this is something that, uh, I've been kind of thinking about, and then uh, 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 Tom Sexton from the Trillberry Workers Party, who also follows me on Twitter. What's up? What's up? What's up, Tom? Tom, if you're listening, <laughs> you're not. You're not. <laughs> um, noted that, like, remember when you used to get, like, in this, like, weird funk between Christmas and New Year's? Or, or like, the weekend after Thanksgiving? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, like I used that used to happen to me really bad. And part of that was like I worked retail, where yeah. it was like you you just went way too fucking hard, and then you would, you know, the, yeah. I mean, the, you like, get exhausted. Hangover. Um, I think certainly, or at least my guess would be part of it for you too would be the the family thing, and you know your kind of strained relationship with your parents, yeah, yeah. and watching everybody else, and how it's such a family focused holiday and everything, which you've sure. definitely gotten like you know come miles and miles in terms of of having a chosen family and uh you know and connecting with those yeah people well over that, that kind of brings me to the point that i'm trying to make which is that uh every day one of the things that we learned in the early pandemic is every day is the fucking same mm-hmm. but that can be a good thing because that means every like the 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 days where something's supposed to happen the days where it's like oh you're a fucking loser if you don't go Spin this with people, like, or whatever. It's like, right. no, every day's the fucking same. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't, like, I really have detached myself from from decadent capitalist Western time. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like such a fucking dork. These <laughs> decadent Western capitalists. <laughs> Go back to Prague, you nerd. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just own like $2,000 worth of fucking studio equipment in my room. <laughs> like, capitalist decadence. <laughs> but, no, I mean, but, yeah, we have fun here. <laughs> but I, I I do stand by the, the idea that, like, hey, learning that every day is just a day is actually kind of a good thing for you. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where I... Uh, and I know this isn't the case with you. I, I, I certainly see this with some people where you get, you know, reactionary too far in the other, in the opposite direction and you get mad at the existence of a day that people think is oh, special. Yeah, no, a no. lot of people have this relationship with Valentine's Day in particular. Yeah. That I think is the yeah. number one because it is a bullshit Hallmark holiday. Um, but I'm not going to get mad at people for being around their significant others on valentine's day i'm just not gonna do it myself and i'm not gonna acknowledge yeah, you that can you a, can just be quiet <laughs> i'm just yeah hey, listeners have you tried just being quiet about oh, a just, thing <laughs> just go about your business do something make something good yeah Put something good into the world um or don't but just shut the fuck up yeah just that's what i've been doing mostly is just watching <laughs> i'm re-watching russian doll <laughs> Oh, that brings me to my next point, because I'm going to keep repeating this until it happens. <laughs> Listeners, we're working on a campaign to get Natasha Leone starring in a Columbo reboot. So I watched, speaking of that, I put this in the show notes, but um, I watched uh, the third episode last night. So I've just been watching one episode a night before I go to sleep, mm-hmm. um, which is a great way to watch that show. Yeah. And uh, the Columbo reference is very overt. Like You mean parallels? No. No, like her her ex boyfriend is like because she's stolen his coat because she passed out at the party and he uh-huh. left his coat over her. He's wearing like the like the Columbo trench coat. Yeah, and then he's and then he's like say he literally says to her on the phone, "I look like fucking Columbo," and she's like, "Hey, nobody's mad at Columbo." 
Really? Yeah. I do not remember that because I have not rewatched Russian Doll since we came up with this idea. If, if that turns out to be a teaser for a reboot of Columbo with her, I'm gonna I am going to run through everybody's wall in town like a Kool Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if it's not a teaser, and even if it's deliberate, like. Uh, you, even if there's that much like deliberate Columbo reference to the point where a character in Russian Doll really is supposed to be some sort of, you know, inspired by uh, Columbo kind of character, like I, I would find even that much exciting. I mean, it it really I, go watch it again, but like it really seemed like she was like, eh, nobody's mad at Columbo, like by what she means, nobody's mad at me because I'm so fucking charming, right? Which is correct. Yeah. She's a shitty person. She, oh, she's a she's a garbage monster. <laughs> but she is also incredibly charming. Yeah, which is why she has so many friends. Yeah, well, and I mean that goes for Columbo as well. Because yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's not a great husband. No. doesn't seem like, and he doesn't seem like he's with, with the exception of the fact. First that, of all, no good husband has ever been eating eggs out of his pockets. <laughs> no good person. Yeah. Has ever eaten it? Has it? If you, if you, nobody eat, whose personal relationships are going well. If you reach pocket in, eggs, if you reach into your pocket and pull out a hard-boiled egg and then eat it while talking to other people and flicking the goddamn eggshells all over the goddamn God. floor, you're a monster. God, imagine cleaning that up. Oh God! I mean, so it was like a, I think it was a parking garage. Man, that garage. guy was really charismatic, but Jesus Christ! Why are there eggshells? There's just egg everywhere. Why are there eggshells? Ah, fucking gross! Oh God, damn it! Um. Anyway, do you have a, a a good thing that you took from this crisis? Yeah. Um. I will say that. Uh, the probably if not the the one thing that i not only affects me but also i think affects a lot of people is the uh the increased normalization of uh like work life balance and flexible work and people working mm. from home and shit like yeah, that yeah 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 um because goddamn like the idea that we all that people all had to go to uh to a place and that they had to be in that place in order to do their task um was always stupid. No, oh, yeah, it was um, it was a disciplinary function, uh, and it, it had also, nothing to do with your productivity. It was to discipline you. Yeah, and it, well, and also, I mean, it, particularly uh, since the internet has become a thing. I mean, it is fucking incredible to me the speed with which um, the entire country and pretty much the entire world has managed to uh, adopt and adapt to. Uh, the increased amount of telecommunication uh, and teleconferencing and uh, telecommuting because fucking, you know, like my current job, we, I had never touched Microsoft teams before three months ago. Um, These guys started using it a few months before I came back on board. I think before they started using it before you left. Yeah. Um, And now it's a few teams meetings. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's so fucking easy. It is so straightforward and the people who are working from home can be working from home. The people who need to be out in the field, like one of the things that was always obnoxious to me and probably to you as well, was when we had these, you know, these our, our big general meetings. Oh my god! And everybody would have to come in from fucking all over town just to to sit there and be like, you'd have you'd add add at least a half an hour of your day, cut a half an hour of your potential yeah. selling time. Oh yeah, like out of your you, day. If you had something to do, you would have to like call your fucking DM and be like, hey. Can I skip the meeting because yeah. I actually have to work? Yeah. And especially, I mean, like, I, it wasn't so bad for me because I sold basically in the urban core. But, like, man, if you sold fucking Canyon County and you're yeah. like. Yeah, the guys who are a half hour or more drive outside of town, they're adding at least an hour to their day. It fucking sucks ass. And now everybody can just pull over in their car, log in on their phone, and, you know, they're out for, you know, it's. It's it's just so much yeah, better. Yeah, for so anybody much. that's like, well, how do you know they're paying attention to the meeting? They weren't. All, they were. Yeah. They weren't paying attention to the meeting. I I could not have. I could not pay less attention than the amount of attention that I was paying when I was in them in person. So I guarantee yeah. you, every single person that's on that call is paying as much attention. Not to throw my former coworkers under the bus, just in case uh, anybody's listening to this that works there, but we would all go to Copenross. Unless we were busy, and we would try to get there as early as possible to get as many drinks under our belt as possible <laughs> <laughs> before we went to that meeting. 
<laughs> All right. Good. Good. T- was this when I was your boss? No, I think it was after you had gone. Okay, good. Then I'm fine with it. Um, I mean, what would you say if I said yes? <laughs> You're ground, fire grounded. The <laughs> grounded is that? Um, I ha- I don't know if I had another. What's good? Um, um, let me I see. think that was a that was a good prompt. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I do want to talk about you. Look at, at what you're going to look at because sure. I have a couple of uh, recommend. Oh wait, no, I do have what's good. I I found it. This is from IFL Science, which is a garbage page that I do not re- recommend people um, yeah, I, follow. I have a really big problem with their presentation of science as this monolithic, almost religious structure. Yeah. No, Perhaps. their page sucks. Yeah, they, they uh, I suck. Find, I, I, I had noticed like more and more garbage. And, and I hate I hate this idea of like, believe science. And it's like, what science? Like that science is not a monolithic structure. Yeah. Um, but this video is fucking priceless. Headline, Russia's high-tech AI robot turns out to be human in robot costume. Yeah, that, that headline. Also, that headline kind of... Yeah, that's pretty much the whole story. It, it's doing all of the lifting. Like you can kind of <laughs> click to the next one, unless you want to watch the video, which you should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it is literally uh, it's it's a video from Russian television of a newscaster uh, interacting with this robot, and it looks really impressive. This robot moves just like a human. <laughs> Like a human wearing a bunch of shit. If <laughs> if for even a moment or two you can convince yourself that it is not a human in a robot suit, it definitely definitely seems like a very impressive robot. Right. But in reality, it is definitely just a fucking human just in a, a robot guy. suit. Just a guy. It is God, hilarious. Imagine getting that job. Oh man. <laughs> Um, I have a uh, I have a Twitter recommend for the week, and I want to read some of these. I tweet, I texted yeah, yeah, you yeah. some of these. Um, if you're not, it. I find I find that a lot of them formulaic. But they are absolutely formulaic. So, but it, that being said, sometimes the formula works. Yeah, exactly. That's how a formula works. And I, and I also love this podcast, Come Town, which is incredibly <laughs> formulaic. So, uh, listeners, if you're not already, uh, you should follow the Iron Sheik on uh twitter.com he was a wrestling yeah guy? he was a professional wrestler i looked at some of his video to try and get that uh name, like, that name strikes me as racist in a way that i can't quite put my finger on it, oh it absolutely <laughs> is i mean it's from the time when everybody who like all of the non-white uh actors in professional wrestling were a caricature first of all i don't i don't know when the first non-white um face in wrestling came about mm-hmm. um but i'm pretty sure for a very long time pretty much all of the non-white people were heels yeah so for listeners that don't know what the fuck you're talking about oh. um face is like the the good guys yeah face is good guy and heels bad heels guy. A, a bad guy and then yeah. they would do face turns and heel turns and yeah yeah so people would have yeah they've had i mean it's I've, I've never been that into professional wrestling and i thought it was profoundly stupid when i was younger but the older i've gotten the more i'm like first of all from an athletic standpoint, yeah. it is incredibly impressive. No, I, I have I have kind of the same arc with professional wrestling, except I was super into it um, when I was very young because it was like one of the few things that my dad would want to do with me. Okay. Um, and I would get super into it, and uh, and but then like you know like you hit your teen, you hit like adolescence, and you're like everything I used to like is stupid and yeah. gay. Yeah. Um. And then I like never really came back to it, but yeah, looking back on it now, it's like no, that's like, like it's campy. It's incredibly it's campy. It's incredibly and- campy. But like, who fucking cares? Campy's fun. And like, but like the the, like you said, like to do physical. It's so impress. It's improvisational stage combat. Yes, that's that's what it is. <laughs> and, then, and then like, and then also like this incredibly like scene chewing actor acting yeah. where it's like you're just you're acting your fucking dick off anytime there's a camera on you. Yeah, um, and then also you have to be this like steroidal monster. <laughs> yeah, and then also like survive because it's like, yes, they're not actually like trying to hurt each other, but you can't do that shit. Without getting hurt, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there. I mean, there's. <laughs> they are. They are t- 
tearing each other apart. Shit loads of examples of guys like, I mean, they'll get, uh, like, if if they get a cut or a wound where they're bleeding on uh, on stage, they will milk that for all it's fucking worth. Yeah. You know, and I mean, some guys are known for, and I think, um, I think mankind is somebody who is known for like taking an incredible amount of, bu- of abuse and getting a lot of very real injuries and, and yeah. keeping going. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So anyway, Iron Sheik's Twitter is, uh, you're uh, you're right, formulaic. And here's the formula: first of all, everything is in all caps. Yeah. Uh, second <laughs> of all, go fuck yourself is the punchline of. 50-ish percent of the tweets. Although the one the one you 25 sent me, to 50 percent. The one you sent me that got me good, the punchline was, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the and the setup was, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is still very funny. Yeah, and I mean, his... Because his, I'm just imagining somebody screaming that. <laughs> his recurring lines are, uh, go fuck yourself, you dumb son of a bitch, and uh, everybody's a jabroni. Yeah. Uh, those, are, those are his recurring insults. Um, so I'm just going to read a couple of, of recent entries and yeah, like I said, everything is, is in all caps. Um, oh, and also, uh, excessive use, uh, unnecessary use of the, just throwing the, oh, like there. put indefinite articles on yeah, things yeah. that do not need them. Yeah. Um, so God damn it. Okay. <laughs> if not for you, then who can go fuck yourself? <laughs> I mean, that's actually kind of motivational. <laughs> a lot of them are. No there's, one's going to fuck you if you don't fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, there's some thinkers in here. Uh, this one is from the uh, the planetary uh, alignment thing that happened earlier this week. Mm. Jupiter and Saturn, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I do like to imagine a very large, muscular man screaming at planets. Yeah. It's like there was... <laughs> There was a point in uh, in Thirty Rock where uh, Liz met um, Neil Armstrong, and uh, Neil Armstrong is like old and senile and angry at the moon, and he just sh- <laughs> he just God. shouts at it all the time. I don't even know if he was senile. He just has like this. <laughs> he's just staring out the window. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey! I see you. <laughs> I walked on your face. So I'm the boss God. of you." Check out Thirty Rock. <laughs> Watch Thirty Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, that is the that is one of the funniest fucking shows of all time. It's it's great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Follow the Iron Cheek because uh, I I got in I I got pretty pretty deep into reading his old tweets. <laughs> they are uh, consistently in all caps and like I said, and most of them ending with one of those three <laughs> insults. <laughs> fucking hates Hulk Hulk Hogan. Um. Respect the sexual chocolate. That's one from recently. Uh, eggnog, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could just write a bot that could probably generate these at this point. But that is almost <laughs> this. Is, okay, his his pinned tweet is: Take a minute of your day to be nice to someone, you dumb son of a bitch. What? Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, solid. Uh, yeah, solid sentiment. Yep. All right, what else you got? Um, do, do, do. All right, so this is going to be a weird one, and we can we can stop with this bit. Um, and this is not this is not a make the most of the crisis thing. It's just something I thought of the other day, listening to one of our old episodes, because I gave uh, temperature in Fahrenheit at one point, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh yeah, like no one uses that except just us yeah yeah just us but unlike uh all of our other units of measurement i actually think fahrenheit is good because okay. because it's like zero is like about as cold as it can get before you're like i need to go inside and 100 is about as hot as get as it could get before you're like i need to figure something out and that's a good scale well i I agree with you on a hundred, but zero Fahrenheit is really fucking cold. Yeah, zero is kind of tough. A hundred Celsius though is unreasonable because, like, well, hundred Celsius fo- is the boiling. Yeah, point exactly. Of sea level, like, which is too much. Forty degrees Celsius is uncomfortably hot. Yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. Like for for scientific use, yeah, absolutely use Celsius because you probably need to know what proportion it is to the boiling point of water. More than you need to know, like, could I go out, like, do I need to wear a jacket? Right. <laughs> but 
I don't know. Like for colloquial use, I think Fahrenheit's kind of the best scale. I will. I will certainly say um, that. As opposed to the entire metric system, the Celsius measuring system is not so much inherently superior yeah. to the to the imperial that's measuring system. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because I don't. Uh, I, Everything else in the imperial measurement system yeah. is mind-numbingly stupid. Yeah, every f- feet. <laughs> we're measuring with our with our body parts. God, I tweeted this and somebody responded to me with a with a chart of the imperial measurement system. <laughs> There's, I mean, they are there's literally something on there called the barley corn. How much is a barley corn? <laughs> I don't even remember what it measured. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, fast enough for I can. T- I'll go. Radio. I'll go through the uh, the origins of the imperial measurement system that I can think of, uh, because a foot is literally an adult human foot. An inch is uh, your is a is a finger knuckle. Uh, so, like one, the the length of one of your finger finger bones. A yard is the distance from your. I think it's your chin to your fingertip, basically. Like, from there to there, that's a yard. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. Um, so, I, did, I found the chart. Um, you should take a look at this in a second. But uh, three barley corns is an inch. Um, oh, it's literally a grain. Yes. Three barley and then, corns and is And then an two inch. inches is a stick. And then two sticks is a hand. Three hands is a foot. Three feet is yard. We knew that one. Yeah. Um, two yards is a fathom. Really, I did not know what. Where? What is the etymology of the word fathom? Couldn't tell you. Um, also, I'm, I'm just. I'm busy looking at this flowchart. Um, <laughs> so, eleven fathoms is a Gunther's chain. <laughs> fuck off. 15, fuck off. Fifteen fathoms is who a the shackle. fuck is Gunther? It's guy with a chain that was eleven <laughs> fathoms long. You fuck. Come on, man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, eleven <laughs> fathoms. Fuck. I'm. Tra- hang on. Eleven. Uh, how many? Uh, 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 how many yards is a fathom? Two. Two yards is a fathom. Okay, so twenty-two f- yards. Yeah. Is a Gunther's chain. Yeah. Twenty-two yards. Yeah. Who um, the, okay. Yeah. I still don't. Who? Also, a hundred fathoms is a cable. Two hundred yards is a cable. Okay. Um, and then 10 cables is a nautic mile, which is a little bit longer than a regular mile, which is, uh, 1,760 yards. Um, 10 Gunther's chains God is, t- oh, is a furlong. Oh, then, God damn it. And then eight furlongs is a mile. The shackle doesn't actually multiply up to anything else. Um... God, let me walk this back one more time. Sorry. Wait, wait. How many? How many Gunther's chains in a furlong? Ten. <laughs> so two hundred and twenty yards in a furlong. Okay. So the smallest, okay. the smallest unit of measurement. We're just gonna walk down this entire. Tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. This all the is way gonna to the be bottom. the rest of the episode because this is gonna take a long fucking time. So the smallest unit of measurement is a twip. What is a twip? I mean, it's just the smallest. It's very small. How um, many twips in a barley corn? Okay, we're, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> Shit. So there's 20 twips in a point, and there's six points in a line, uh, and a line is equivalent to a poppy seed, and then there are four poppy seeds in a barley corn. So So there's four lines in a barley corn? So... Uh, Wait, how many tw- so how many four, twips? So four hundred and eighty twips in a barley corn. Four hundred and eighty twips in a yeah, barley corn. A twip is very small. That's incredibly small. We say that all the time. <laughs> That's I mean, I'm honestly I'm surprised that they had the ability to measure that small in the in the time when this system was invented. <laughs> That's like a hair, basically. And then, uh, so the the point also um, there's six points in a line we already said that there's also 12 points in a pika and then there's six pikas in a line in an inch or 12 lines in an inch um and then seven eighths of an inch is a finger and then a little bit smaller than a finger but not based on anything that's come before is a digit and there are three digits in a nail what but four digits in a palm what which means there are three palms in a span but four nails in a span Wait, but how many spans in a foot? Oh, God damn, dude. You're going to make me do some really hard... <laughs> this is so, the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> so there are two spans in a cubit. 
and a cubit is three shaftments, and then a shaft. Wait, okay, this is biblical then, and measurements then there are two versus shaftments like in a foot. Wait, a cubit is smaller than a foot? No, a cubit's bigger than a foot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. This is this is like two ancient measuring systems that are meeting up with each other because we're talking like big biblical ancient biblical measurements meeting up with the imperial English measurements. So I guess like the important thing here is that um, there are two palms in a shaftment, and then there are two shaftments in a foot. But there are also five shaftments in a pace. You Which with me so far? A, a, a pace has to be close to a yard, right? So that's that's two and a half feet. Okay. And then there are two paces in a grade or step. Okay. And there are four grades in a rope. Five, ten feet. Okay, so a rope is ten feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there are... <laughs> You're going to get really mad at me in a second. Uh, There are five of those in a Ramsden's chain. Wait, what was the other guy's chain? Gunter. Gunter? (laughs) Fucking goddammit. Okay, so a Gunter's chain is 22 feet. I don't know, 22 yards. Yeah, I think so. And a Ramsden's chain is 50 feet? I... Jesus Christ. And then there are 50 Ramsden's chain in a Roman mile, which oh, fuck is the slightly shorter than a mile. <laughs> God damn like, it. Like, just barely. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. We and need... then a nautic mile is a little bit longer than a mile. All right. We, we need... have to move on. We need to watch some fucking Star Trek. It has been 30 minutes. This is the longest intro we have I ever mean, done. Only two. Oh, first of all, that's not true, and <laughs> and only twenty five of those minutes were spent on English measurements. <laughs> okay, uh, so this is bonus content. As always, bonus content. We will explore something in the Star Trek universe outside of Next Generation. Um, and I have been wanting to do this for a while. I have talked about uh, Discovery. I've told Jack about it. Listeners, you've heard me talk about it. Uh, so now, today, we are going to watch Episode 1, Season 1 of Star Trek Discovery. And Jack is going to find out all about what in the fuck is going on with Klingons. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited to watch the woke Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Which the original Star Trek was the woke Star Trek, but now it's woke, but divorced from any economic wokeness. And now it's just, you can do what you can, you can be gay. Yep. But don't worry about how people get fed. I mean, they, they have the replicators. Right. But, but the utopian vision of the original Star Treks were that everybody is free from material from their material circumstances. Oh, this is another bit I wanted to do is uh we need to make Star Trek sucks bingo cards and okay. one, and one of the squares is me saying material circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I know I'm annoying. <laughs> uh that's uh I like that. That's good. Yeah. All right. Uh here we go. Here we go. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. So listeners, just to give you a sense of what uh, what kind of, uh, of, a, of, of a feedback we're going to get from Jack on this one, I was about to hit record and Jack said, no, no. I'm going to need a beer for this. I'm so fucking pissed off right now. I'm really bad. <laughs> so, I'm really fucking angry. Are you mad at like the content or are you mad at the uh <clears throat> the way in which this show so dick trippingly tries to reinvent an entire and very well-established universe or some of both? Keep going. Okay. Yeah, keep keep naming things that suck about this. <laughs> um because there's a fucking lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still find this show enjoyable to watch. And even that being the case, watching through this again, this is like probably the third or fourth time I've seen this episode and watching tr- through it yet again. I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, you guys, you guys suck so bad. <laughs> you guys are so well, stupid. It, it's, 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 uh, 
there's probably a German name for this phenomenon, but like when you watch something with, with a friend and you're like, I wonder what they think about it. Like you probably start to realize like, Oh no. Hate, um, hate and watching. Sure. <laughs> um, cause I've definitely like had that experience before where like, you're just like sort of like something uncritically and then you're like showing it to a friend of yours and you're like, then you start to think about it and you're like, ah. Oh, no, I absolutely <laughs> have, have watched this with a critical eye. And I still, I, I don't know why I continue to enjoy it because I fully acknowledge how fucking stupid this so much of it is. So annoying. It, this sucked. So, this, thank you for ruining Christmas. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be this podcast if you didn't. Yeah, this it wouldn't be this podcast if I didn't ruin Christmas. Yeah, because I was pretty pretty happy up top. And yeah, it wouldn't be this podcast even on Christmas if I was like happy from beginning to end. It would be really weird if I mean it would be nice. I would I, I wouldn't object to if we had happened to, <laughs> happened upon one of the rare episodes that you actually enjoy on Christmas. That would be a, a nice uh, nice conjunction. I mean. The fact that you thought I would enjoy this, is... I no, I didn't. I definitely did not okay. think that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, that is no. I thought it would if be. If you good. thought I would like this, then no, no, no. I that thought... is the end of this podcast. <laughs> I thought it would be good content, and so far, I stand by that. Mm, I am fired up. Okay, so um, you have seen pictures of the Discovery Klingons, but this is your first time actually watching. So give me. Just just let loose on what you think about the Klingons. They're the Yurikai from the second Lord of the Rings movie. Except they're also Nazis. Yes, except <laughs> I mean I mean tomato tomato, but <laughs> I mean the Urukai are just a relatively um they they lack any kind of uh like structure or anything. They're yeah, just the, the, they're just <laughs> violence monsters. Like they don't have any kind of e- say what you will have- about the principles of national socialism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least it's an ethos, <laughs> right? The, yeah, the Urukai have no ethos other than violence. Um, but but uh, but but also but yeah, the, but also their their ethos is that we are above the lesser orcs. Which yeah, I yeah, guess that yeah, that's and that's, now we're back. Yeah, now we're back. Yeah, now we're back. Um, but no, they're yeah, they're just space orcs, which. It is so which fu- I thought the Klingons always were. Oh, really? Yeah, because my understanding of the Klingons came from I don't I think came from the Star Trek movies. Okay, and so they're and they're kind of like space orky there, and then like, and then there's Next Generation where it was like Worf, which he's he's sort of orky, like he's a, he's a tame orc. I guess. Um... But then, like, but then original series Klingons are just like guys with Mongolian features, like yeah. Guys with with sort of Eurasian features, yeah. And these got these Klingons are considerably more pronounced than even the no. These ones are are again just the orcs from the Lord of the Rings, yes. Yeah. Um, like aesthetically, my theory on this canonically, this is my head canon for it, is that these Klingons that were watching this show, uh, fucked. Uh, the Klingons that we've seen in original series, and it is the offspring of that uh, joining that gives you your like wharf. Yeah, that gives us the, the wharf and all of the future Klingons. I buy that actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, math mathematically, it works yeah, out. That, that sort of tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, I mean, you look at Michael Dorn's makeup and you look at like the makeup that's on these guys, and yeah, Michael Dorn looks like a, about a half step down from the level of exaggeration on all the yeah. features and everything. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get a, an introduction to just exactly how fascist and racist and nationalistic this this Klingon culture. Well, is. no, hang on. So there's a cold open on the show. Um, which is a thing you don't know how to do, but the show does. <laughs> one of the only things the show does better than you. Because <laughs> you're funnier, you're, more, you're smarter. <laughs> you don't whip the camera around for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, this really does. God. I, lo- I love looking that, at this from the lens of having like having watched as much ne- Next Generation as, as we've been watching because we've made fun of the camera work in Next Generation as well because there's not, there's a, there's, it's a pendulum, you know, Next Generation. Yeah, the is, ne- Next Generation 
We one could argue the camera's a little too static. Yeah, <laughs> this one one could could certainly argue that the camera makes one want to vomit like a carnival ride. It's just if you're moving the camera and doing something weird with the camera, it should somehow inflect the tone of the scene. It should <laughs> reinforce that like this is a scene where someone's uncertain. Or this is a scene where uh, there's a power dynamic. Or this is a scene where uh, people are talking in rapid succession. Not just, look how fast we can move the camera. Check it out. Watch, watch. We're on this guy. Now we're on this guy. Now we're on this guy. Back on this guy. Now we're on this guy. Going around the room. Up. Now, now we're going from the bottom. Now we're going from the top. Now we're around the ship. All the way around. Are you confused yet? Good. On uh, same bit with but with lighting, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly the same bit but with lighting. We don't need to riff it out. Yeah, um, um, fuck. So but yeah. So anyway, got- so it starts on a cold open, um, where the there's there's orcs from the Lord of the Rings that are um, talking about the prophecy where uh, people are where colonizers are coming atom by atom, which is not. I mean, technically true. Yeah. <laughs> But like a lot of atoms, like a lot yeah. of atoms very quickly. Yeah. Coming in, in glops. Call it glops. I mean, everybody of, moves atom by atom, but, yeah. but the, the the time measurement between atoms is yeah. very small. Yeah. Um it is above the plant constant, but only slightly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh then they're like, Yeah, beware uh the people that say they come in peace, which kind of Kind of woke anti-colonialist politics, actually. Kind of is, except he's also pushing a racial purity narrative that kind of fucks his anti-colonial argument. I mean, nobody looks good here. No, no, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you. Actually, like, hey, let the like the territory that we live in, where we extract our resources for us, and we and we use it for our own benefit and we have sort of figured out a balance to like not yeah, except too the, much. the Klingons are in Federation territory. I do not remember that part of the yeah, episode. Yeah. 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 It's explicitly stated that they're in Federation territory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, cause I had always, yeah, no, you're right. If, I had yeah, always I, conceived of the, of the Klingons as expansionists, which is like, that, then, which is then, what they're doing. Yeah. Which then makes them, yeah. Like, Fashy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, if they were just staying in their own territory and being like, leave us the fuck alone, we don't trust you, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I would not be pushing the, the fascism label nearly as much, but yeah, they are in Federation territory. They are explicitly okay, okay, trying- Okay, okay, but, okay, but, but hang on. How is this Federation territory? This is the first time any of them have gone there. No, no, no. It's just the first time that they've encountered Klingons, or the, oh. yeah, they've been. It's the first time they've encountered Klingons. All it's right. definitely they're they're there to repair a Federation subspace uh, re uh, emitter beacon. That's the whole like entry into oh, okay. in, into the scenario is that there's a. I should uh, probably watch this episode. Again. <laughs> Just, yeah, just get more pissed well, off. Let me explain to you the thing that we just watched. So it starts with they've got a there's there's basically a subspace fucking it's a cell phone tower yes. um, that is broken and the, as soon as they get there the character who is very deliberately named a name that is a con- that is opposite to her gender for no reason. It's because it's woke, Leo. It's not this, even because no, it's this wo- is this it is how you know you're free now. It's because there are girls on TV gr- that are named Ben or girls whatever. Girls can be named Michael now. It's oh god, it's so it's so fucking nonsensical. But yeah, so that's what they're there for is to fix this thing. Um and uh, and Michael immediately is like, hey, uh, it seems like somebody might have both Michael and Saru agree on this point, which is good because they they've got this like weird uh, back and forth, not trusting each other relationship. Anyway, um, they're both like, yeah, this seems like a trap, probably a trap. Uh, shout out to Aesop Rock. Have you listened to that new Aesop Rock album? Yet? I was actually going to do that as my one of my what's goods up front, but when then we talked for like an hour and a half. Um, I'm I'm finally starting to get into it, and that yeah. that it's that, probably a trap yeah, song. Seems is, like a trap, probably a trap. That is an incredible <laughs> track, such a good song. Yeah, check out Aesop Rock. Yeah, 
Definitely check out ASAP. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. So there. Uh, God damn it! And we get. I think so. No, hang on. So I'm on record as enjoying the show Firefly. Mm-hmm. I think you are too. I may have mentioned it. Actually, that wasn't on purpose. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but here's the thing: Firefly invented that d- style of dialogue. That like, oh, we're in danger, but we're being flippant. Oh, but we're, and yeah, cool, we're being and we're being cool. It. But now, yeah, yeah, everybody's fucking doing it, and it's not funny. ninety nine percent of the time, you, it's just we're when, doing banter's. When the All the time, every fuck, every fucking adventure or or action movie is just ninety nine percent banter, and almost none of it is funny, and it's because of fucking Joss Whedon, and I want to hit him with a car. <laughs> when 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 the fucking guy started doing the pre flight safety check, oh, oh over when the I comms, when I sighed you loudly sighed and, and slammed loud- my notebook down, <laughs> you were so mad. He's just start. Yeah, here's how fucking basic. When he when he said what temperature it was outside of the spaceship. Yeah, to be quote unquote funny. Here, here here's oh, here's how fucking basic. I'm so mad. Here's how fucking basic the idea of doing like the pre flight safety check as a bit is. When I was in uh, right after I graduated college, I did a community theater production of uh laughter on the fuck i can't remember like the 42nd floor or something like that but it's a um uh neil simon play about his time uh, writing on uh sid caesar's show of shows uh and the two women who directed it did the anyway the point is, is it was 2001 um and it was a pretty played bit at that point right 19 years ago uh, and they did, but yeah, they did like an intro bit to the show where they had like the little thing and they were like, welcome to the theater. And if there's the loss of cabin pressure, blah, blah, blah. Just as a, you know, as a jokey intro to the play. God. Yeah. And, 19 and years ago in Boise, Idaho, and it was fucking basic and played then. Yeah. And I bet it got a polite chuckle then. Yes. And it's, it's just. Until September 11th happened and we were still doing the show <laughs> after September 11th and they were like, we're going to not do the intro tonight. And we were like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. One of the many benefits of 9-11. <laughs> What if, you know, we always talk about the downsides to 9-11, but we never talk about how many great things it brought us, like people not doing free flight safety checks as bits anymore until this fucking show. I mean, I'm sure people were doing it before then, but like, but, but the problem that I have with it is that it's, it's not funny at all. Mm-mm. There is no, there, it isn't a joke, but what, but how it works is that people watching this will recognize it as supposed to be a joke yes uh, oh they're trying to do a joke right now this yeah. is a f- i i like that the show is like it's it's action but it's also funny yeah because they did it they did they they put out the form of a joke and then didn't put right. any content into it yeah, yeah no they gave us a thing that i recognize structurally to be a joke yeah yeah. Um, okay. So, see, he, here's how here's how you do the pre-flight j- joke, and this would actually actually be especially funny uh, three hundred years in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that's <laughs> fucking stupid about is you it. Do, is you you say, uh, yeah, no, uh, here's your pre-flight check. Uh, the temperature outside is negative twenty, whatever the fuck. Um, this is your captain speaking. I just graduated flight school in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You bring it back to nine eleven. Ah, god damn it! Okay, so the point is that we've got the. I mean, do we? Do you even want to do the plot? Do you care enough about the plot what to plot? go? <laughs> right, the, 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 the bitch the plot. goes outside in an Iron Man suit, right? Which because every every fucking sci fi entertainment now is just Iron Man suits, yeah, and Joss Whedon dialogue. Yeah. And then music that tells you when you're supposed to be excited. Yeah. And then she she crashes into the spaceship. She says she Here's what pisses me off. Okay. This this, 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 is, this is so fucking in, I've ta- I've told you about this already, but the inconsistency of Michael's character is fucking infuriating because she's supposed to be this like she's basically the, you know, the 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 Vulcan 
uh, analog. She's she's Spock's little. She's or she, Spock. Yeah. She's Spock's older sister. She literally she's Spock's she's older girl sister. Girl Spock. Yeah, and 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 so they try to have her be. They they give her these moments where she's like, no, I'm being logical. But in that moment of being logical, like when it comes later on when she fucking uh, KOs her fucking captain because the captain doesn't agree with her. She's like, no, no, I'm being completely logical. You should be listening to me. I'm not being emotional at all right now as I give this incredibly emotional appeal for you to let me save your fucking life. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's uh, God, well, the writing sucks. It sucks so bad. Why do I keep watching I mean, this it show? Comes, it comes to a, a problem that I've always fucking had with the Vulcan thing, which is like when, when uh, uh, to check or whatever the fuck their dad's name is. Sarek. That was close. <laughs> what did you call him? To check. To, 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 sure. I have no idea where I got that from. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, but he's like, logic informed by emotion is not logic. And it's like, logic informed by nothing is not, it's fucking, incom- it's completely useless. Because it's just analyzing the situation without <sighs> like, without wanting anything to happen. Yeah. The lo- which is like. You can be the most logical motherfucker in the universe and be like, well, they're they're absolutely going to fucking kill my ass if I don't do this. But doing that would be an emotional choice because choosing to continue to live. Yeah, exactly. Preferring be, not what, to die is an emotional position it, to it take on a thing. absolutely is an emotional position. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, you can be the best chess player in the world and but not want to win, and guess what's going to happen? Yeah. Mostly, you're never going to move a piece because, like, why would you? Yeah, why would you? The most logical thing would be to just never. Yeah, just leave. Just to just sit in a white room by yourself and never do anything until you starve to death. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) 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 Okay. So I want to I want to go really quick into just fuck it's not even the first stupid thing that happens because the first stupid thing that happens is the introduction of the fucking crazy racist Klingons who never speak English, um, but uh, and their you mean, outfits. You mean I mean, the... just everything about the redesign of the Klingons. Where did you get this fucking outfit? This doesn't bear any resemblance to any part of Klingon wardrobe that we've ever fucking seen before. No part of where this... did you get? this from no part of this has anything to i do mean with the, anything okay the, the the makeup design is different and it is stupid but it you i can at least track that like you look at the the they've got a secondary ridge in the nostril and you look at michael dorn's makeup and most klingon makeup and it's got that there it's just not as as exaggerated and like they the 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 head ridges obviously we know about the head ridges the the makeup in this one's they they've got the big giant alien head that sticks out a foot behind the back of their human head so it's more exaggerated but at least i can see the foundation in like the pre the the previous incarnations but where the fuck did you get these fucking outfits from what is the matter with you okay i have an actual thing about this but go ahead and like tuck yourself out though no i i I think i got it i think i so I actually think the the constant redesign of the Klingons um, speaks to sort of a primordial human fear because the Klingons represent the devils in the dark. Um, they represent the the force that can come out of the forest in the night and and kill you. Right, just un- just general unknown danger. Yeah, and that and that's why they looked like Mongols in the in the original iteration of them because for. The vast majority of human history, the force that could come out of the night and kill you was well, fucking, West, Western history. Well, okay, I mean Northern African too. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, for the vast yeah for the vast majority majority of, I guess yeah, our our white yeah. history, American history, and pre American history, and the history that informs. Well, no, the, the, like this. This was a uh, dispensed with thing long before America. No, but I mean the history, America the, the existed, history in, that informs the yeah, kind of yeah, historical okay. knowledge of the basis of American. Uh, also Chinese history, um, sure, extremely Chinese history and Japanese. And mm-hmm. anyway, um, but the, for the vast majority of, I'm going to say most of humanity's history, um, the thing that could come out of the night and kill you was just people from the Asiatic steppe, right? And they yeah, they would change. All the fucking time, yeah. Um, Dude, they fucking hunt with eagles and shit. They're 
Like, I mean, they still rule. They are fucking <laughs> badass. Yeah. I if I if I suddenly disappear from this podcast, it's because I've immigrated to Mongolia. <laughs> I will not blame you for doing that. Like, that sounds fucking it's, dope. Yeah, like, is I, there a place that I can? Is there an application actually that I can fill out to just be? Hey, will you guys train me to ride a horse and hunt with a hawk? I mean, no, they're. They're, they're subsistence people, which is also... Do they not have the internet? Pro- I mean, they probably listeners, do. Listeners, if know. you're uh, an Asiatic... Mongolian listeners, you, yeah, get Mongolian at listeners, get at us. Yeah, Mongolian listeners, get at us on Twitter.com. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm having a hard time like not making probably Orientalist assumptions here, but it just sounds really nice, <laughs> even though I'd probably die in like 10 years. Um Nah, I mean, you just climb around on rocks and mountains and fucking. Yeah, it's good exercise. I mean, you get in fresh air. It yeah. seems like at least yeah. as good as the next ten years in America are going to be. Yep, um, exactly. Okay, so god damn it, where are we with the plot on this? So fucking Michael goes and she says she's going to do a flyby again. This is what drives me nuts about the inconsistency about the uh, of the way that her character is played. Because if she is going, if they're going to play her as a logical person who has absorbed any amount of the instruction that she got on Vulcan, which is I would which say, which we see a scene later where they're they're literally torturing her to indoctrinate her into Vulcan ideology. It's so bizarre. And then it's like, like it, well, it, it, clearly it, that didn't take. Because she's the most impulsive person in the cast, based on this episode, based on the entire series, she is the most impulsive person. Yeah, no, she so maybe in Star Trek canon, she tells the captain. She makes Captain Kirk look like a fucking chess master. God damn it! She tells okay. So and her relationship with the captain going forward throughout the show, it uh, it's. Okay, so because she's got this almost maternalistic relationship with the captain and with the captain's stand-in later on, which I'm not even going to get into right now, but it is so fucking infuriating, the idea that she has, that that she's, she, she, oh, God damn it. Okay, so the captain wants to follow the fucking rules. Yeah, which makes sense because she's a soldier. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And okay. that's how that's how soldiery works. <sighs> and Michael goes and calls her dad. Mm-hmm. Which there is a a kernel of logic there because her dad does know because the the Vulcans do have a a relation a a, a, a detente with the Klingons. But it, god damn it, it doesn't make sense why the Vulcan the Vulcans have a peaceful relationship with the federation why would the the information about how the vulcans came to their peaceful relationship with the klingons not be available to the federation to begin with god oh god damn it but michael you're right she's so fucking impulsive she swears up and down to her mommy captain i'm just gonna fly by the thing i'm just gonna check it out this is the logical thing to do because we can't get a shuttlecraft in there so i'm just gonna zoom out zip around it come back immediately when she gets to it she's like this is so beautiful i can't even believe how beautiful this thing is i'm a land on it i'm a land yeah, on it no she oh, she's a she is a child so here's my actual theory about this character um and this is also why uh spock's dad needs to be um slowly fed into a paper shredder um for what he's done to this woman because she's fully human yes he he has rescued her from uh from a colony that was destroyed she, by, her, by her, Klingons. Her backstory is not dissimilar to Warp's backstory. Right. Just, you know, with diff, with with cultures interchanged. But yeah, she was her her family was killed um by a Klingon attack and then she was raised uh, on another planet by another species. So but here's the thing. We get we get in a, a, a scene where she is in a essentially torture chamber. Well, she's in what is she's she's in Klingon school, right? She's in Klingon school, so or the, not or sorry, Vulcan school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which which is, I'm sure it works fine on Vulcans. Well, the problem but for, is, shut the fuck up. God damn it! For a human being, that is torture. She like they're showing her images of her 
her colony being destroyed and then and then quizzing her and if she doesn't answer within like half a second they it just keeps dinging her and dinging her and dinging her and then her adopted dad gets mad at her for not adopting uh vulcan ideals enough and then he's like yeah this is logical it's logical to comp- like for it's logical to completely misunderstand how how this person that I'm raising works right? and give her an incredible amount of PTSD. <laughs> here's what's, here's what pisses me off about that scene is that the writers are completely abusing the concept of how Vulcan school fucking works because the idea that the Vulcan educational sphere thing would just like, it's like a fucking quiz show. Like that's right. all it's like the questions that it's feeding to this 12 year old girl is like, Say a thing about Klingons. There's 24 houses. Correct. Say a thing about when Klingons attacked this place. Uh, wrong. Okay. How many people survived when Klingons attacked this place? Uh, wrong. It just it does. There's yeah, nothing. No, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't test like, any kind of analy- an analytics. Analytics. Like, it doesn't even. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's literally just fucking trivia, which is not how like memorizing trivia is not. It not. Not it a, makes you good at Jeopardy. It's that's not a it. fucking it's not, education. It's not, it, yeah, it's not school. God damn it. Okay, so... I mean, a, a lot of American public schools just memorizing shit in my experience, which... Yeah, fuck you, American public school. Yeah, okay, so another thing that... I, it just it pisses me off, even though it just is there because it has to exist for the plot, but Michael gets fucking radiation poisoning and then gets beamed back onto the ship, and then she's in like a radiation healing tube that apparently, despite the fact that she needs to stay in there to stay alive, she can just walk out of. What is this? Yeah. What is... Who built, who, who built your anti-radiation tube? Yeah, that's a good point of just like, well, you, but you can leave any time. You'll die. No. Yeah, like just maybe you have a door that locks from the outside. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that somebody on the outside needs to open that for you. Which they also call it an anti-proton chamber, which that just means they're electrocuting the shit out of her. <laughs> Uh, now I like it more. <laughs> like it's just the electric chair. Also, that wouldn't fix your radiation poisoning at all. <laughs> oh god damn it! Um, okay, so the the uh, I I'm pretty much out of notes. Um, but uh, the the last thing that I wanted to mention is that just because I love it so much uh, that vo- so the the. Again, to how fucking profoundly racist uh, and xenophobic this Klingon culture that they're portraying is. Um, so ev- the 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 leader, the guy who keeps giving all of the Hitler speeches, um, is black and not African American black, like black, yeah, like right. black paint, black, yeah, like, like the like the trash bag monster that murdered. Yeah, Sasha. like the 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 dark, like when you I've seen this ad in my social medias for like somebody who created the blackest black paint. Mm. That looks like the color that they have chosen for the makeup on this character. Uh, and then we've got another character who is albino, and he's like apparently in the untouchable cast because of it. so it's, yeah so yeah klingon that's the klingon inward um, yeah exactly i i wrote that down and i was looking at it being like why did i write that down <laughs> <laughs> and i just remembered <laughs> yeah no so yeah I'll, it's but it's just it's so fucking it's so ham-fisted and obvious like there's an episode in original series where there is this race war between two different races and one of the races is black on the left side and white on the yeah, right side and the other is the inverse. Which is like, we all are like sort of sentimental about that episode because it's like, well, they didn't know, you know, like they were really trying to and it, do And it thing. was progressive for its time, yeah. which was 19 fucking 36 it's like 65 or something but it but, is 2020 yeah <laughs> like well this show came out in 2018 oh so, never yeah, mind. we didn't know yeah. it was pre-george floyd so <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know about racism i wish i was dead <laughs> <laughs> but were, also what uh, were you saying about the good things that 2020 has <laughs> produced couldn't tell you um <laughs> 
Also, a uh, 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 girl character, I'm going to call her Benjamin. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Klingon Benjamin Netanyahu. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I refuse to retain any information from this. Um, at one point, like, she's she's saying, like, hey, all Klingons are like this. You have to attack them before right, they attack right, right, right. you or whatever and then somebody else says like are you just doing it like I, i'm surprised that you of all people are doing a, a racism and she says you're mistaking race and culture and it's like ooh, ooh, ooh. so you're saying all muslims are like this but not all arabs uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's not better that ain't better baby that's not better <laughs> I mean, if I mean, there's a more nuanced debate to be had there. But man, if you're trying to be a woke show and you're you're saying uh, some races, like not all races are bad, but some cultures are bad, and then literally waving that off in one second. I I look forward to showing you more of this show because um, I look forward to being dead, so you can't. Um, just driving my car into the reservoir. <laughs> like this, Merry Christmas. This show tries so hard, as does all of Star Trek. Like Star Trek is all about trying. Yeah, Star hard. Trek has always been a woke show. It, it is always trying real hard to. But be, no, actually, to be I a actually, woke show. this has made me so mad that I think we should keep doing the show for bonus content because I have a really serious problem with the way that. Uh, woke, like mainstream woke culture has completely abandoned the material. And I feel like this show is a really good vehicle to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it. well, we'll, we'll we will continue. There will be Mornus, Mornus, Mornus Burner, Murners, Murn. What are you talking Klingon now? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just melted. My my brain just melted. There will be more bonus content, uh, and we will do more episodes of uh, Discovery. Um, Listeners, stay turned for Mernus Stay turned for Mernus Burn. Um, that's it for uh, for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, as always, uh, you can get us on Twitter.com, at ShipFacts, at Leal Like Neil, at Who Is Jack Gunn. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, that's pretty much it. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, and also the uh, calendar is completely arbitrary and is imposed upon you by the social forces that rule your life. So you can just just do whatever every day. <laughs> you don't have to have a happy new year. You can say the new year is like whenever. You know, I enjoy, uh, I've, I've enjoyed doing the uh, polar bear plunge the last couple of years <laughs> which i'm not gonna do with a group of people this year because of the covids um but i told Catherine that she just has to um come over and dump a bucket of ice water on my head on new year's day hmm. um because i thought that'd be a fun that is a fun yeah thing to do um but uh you're right i could just dump a bucket of cold water on myself in my yard any day yeah listeners go to dumping a bucket of cold water on <laughs> yourself <laughs> God, I can't can't believe we forgot the ad read until the very end. Fuck. (laughs) That's it. Goodbye. Had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy.